Now, what is the correct way to pronounce your stage name? The correct way to pronounce my stage name is Miss Twixum. Do people mispronounce this? People mispronounce my name all the time. Not, no, no, they don't mispronounce it, they misspell it. It never gets mispronounced. Now, do you accept any abbreviations of this stage name of yours? Um, no, I got like other names that people call me. They call me uh, Big Soldier. <laughs> and then I got my music name, Saturday. And out of all those names, you still rather be preferred by Miss Twerksome. Uh, Miss Twerksome is just what I'm known as, but people will soon know me as Saturday. And why two Y's on that? Um, okay, so I had one Y at first, and then I looked it up on uh, Apple Music and somebody took it. <laughs> so I had to add the Y. Now, diving a little bit deeper, mm -hmm. care to share your race? Ethnicity or nationality? Yeah, I'm, uh, my race is black and Indian. And which derives from your mother's side, father's side, or both? I feel like every black person said they're Indian, but <laughs> my grandparents and my dad are um, Indian and black. That's my dad's side. My mom, black. And for clarification, are you using the phrase Indian in reference to American Indian or Asian Indian? American Indian. And do you know the Bander tribe by any chance? Nope. Because I ask my grandma and them all the time. So, and ancestry, that don't work. That, that really don't work. I hope y'all don't believe that shit. You tried it. I tried it. It don't work. It was just telling me all different types of shit. I don't think so. Now, what is the main language you speak at this point? The main language I speak is English, but um, I just, like, wanted to start speaking different languages. So... I'm just now about to hire somebody to teach me. They said I can do the apps, but I'm like, I got money. I just want to just hire somebody. And what language are you interested in I'm, speaking? I'm going to do Spanish first, and then I want to do French after that. And why Spanish or French out of all the languages out there? I'm just thinking about where I'm going to travel to. You know, most people speak Spanish. I be in Miami a lot, and I just be feeling like, damn, I don't be knowing anything to talk about. Then I'm at the nail shop. I'm like, oh, y'all got me fucked up. So you got to know that. Now, when it comes to foreign language class, taking it all the way back, ever took a foreign language class in school, perhaps? Yeah, I used to cheat off my uh, best friend, though. And what class was that? Um, yeah, Spanish. <laughs> and what grades did you take Spanish language in? Uh, I think I only did that in middle school. And then I, I probably did eighth, yeah, eighth grade, and then I probably did ninth grade. Okay, so maybe middle and high school. Yeah, middle and high school. And care to share the names of those schools you attended back in those days? Um, so we got popular real quick when I was 15, so I only was able to do Rainbow Elementary in Decatur, Georgia, Chapel Hill Middle in Decatur, Georgia a little bit, and then Chapel Hill Middle in Douglasville, Georgia, Alexander High School, Chapel Hill High School, and then we went to Ombudsman, which is like bad behavior. But we didn't have bad behavior. We were just popular. And when it came to that Spanish language class, during your schooling days, was that a requirement or an elective for you? Um, elective. I, I selected it. But I also, I think it was a requirement because I was doing a dual diploma, so it was a requirement. I'm tripping. I had to do it. And just for uh, further clarification, was Spanish language a requirement or just a foreign language class? Oh, you can choose. Okay. You can pick. And what led to Spanish back in those days for you? 
just because my best friend was going to be in my class and I could cheat. I never took it serious. I don't think you really take it serious till you get older. Any, like now, if I had a kid, I would teach my kid that off top. Like already be bilingual. And when it comes to cheating back in those days, did you ever get caught? Um, I think I was just such a good cheater. Like, I think I'm just a good cheater in general. I'm a good cheater. <laughs> yeah, I'm a good cheater. And is that just in reference to scholastics or? That's just in general. Like if I wanted to cheat, I would be a good cheater. I don't cheat, but if I wanted to, I would be. Have I ever cheated? Um, yes, but it don't really count. Why not? I don't feel like it count because I only cheated because it's like, okay, like most people, you match your energy. So once you find out they cheat, like I back then you go through phones. I was going through phones then. Um, so I go through the phone, I find out, like, okay, cool. So now I'm on my type time, and so now I'm just trying to really just match energy. You got a phone, I got a phone. You doing shit, I'm doing shit. It was just stupid. So, I don't, don't want to mess with nobody who ever put me back in the energy to feel like I got to match that. Like, that's just not okay. So back in those days, would it be safe to say it was more like a revengeful cheat? Uh, it was just like, uh, I'm like an emotional person, but I just got a tough exterior. So I feel like it was just more like, uh, when somebody just smiling in your face and playing you, I never understood why people play with me. Like, I'm such a good person. So once you cross me, it's like, okay, now I just got an evil side. It's like zero to 100. There's no in-between. I'm evil as fuck. Now, zooming out, mm -hmm. how far did you end up getting with that education of yours? Um, so I got out of high school when I was young. Like, I was about to turn 17. So I got out, and then I went straight to college for nursing. And then I was like, why am I doing this? Now I looked up how much money they made, and I just figured out, like, that's not what I wanted to do. Shout out to all the nurses, but it just wasn't for me, like, at all. Like, I'd rather, I'd rather um, I just like to make money, if that makes sense. It's so many different ways you can make money, so now you got to have the knowledge of financial literacy, and then you can move on how you want to make money. Now, how far with the nursing program did you get when you made that decision in your life? Mm, I was halfway through it. I just didn't want to do it. It's just something I didn't want to do no more. I think, okay, so I'm named after my great-grandmother, and she was, um, she was like one of the few first black nurses in Ohio. So I'm like, okay, I got to, I gotta, you know, follow her reputation. And I'm like, um, once I figured out it's not really something that I wanted to do, I started being terrified of blood. Like, it was just certain stuff. I'm like, okay, how are you going to do this if you're terrified of blood? It just wasn't, it wasn't adding up. Even though it's different, um, like, I could have went into working with kids. I could have went into different parts. I just didn't want to do it. The financial part didn't add up to me. And was this grandmother you're, you're referencing on the mother's side of your family or father's side? My great-grandmother, my uh, father's side. I never met her. I'm just named after her. Okay, now... Diving in even deeper, okay. taking it further back than what we've already talked about thus far. For those in the audience, getting to know you for the very first time, mm -hmm. care to share where you were born? Um, I was born in Decatur, Illinois. And care to share where you were raised? I was raised in Atlanta, Georgia. And what age for the move and what was the reason back then? Um, <laughs> now I can say it because it's not that anymore. So I come from like two drug dealers. Both of my parents was drug dealers. My mom ended up moving, getting away for a minute, and then I was living with my grandma, me and my sister. Um, my other sisters was older because my mom got four girls. Well, my mom really don't play about that either. Like my mom, and my dad, they was married, 
and then they had four daughters. They were trying for a boy. I'm the youngest. So um, that aspect, we were there in Illinois for a minute. Mom moved to get stable in Georgia, and then she came and got us, and then we went to Georgia. I think I was probably like 11, because I told you elementary. So I was like probably, I did like fifth grade, you know. And do you still reside in Atlanta today? Yeah, I still live in Atlanta, but I love being by the ocean, so I got a, a place in Miami too. Now, how far do you go back and forth? Uh, like uh, now, since it's like permanent and it's just just got locked down, I'm pretty for sure it's gonna be half and half. I got to be here more for my PR and my music and me working, and then vacation. When I when they tell me no interviews, nothing to do. Oh, I'm going to be by the ocean relaxing. That's like my piece. I love hot weather. And what age did you make that decision to permanently get a location in Miami? Uh, I bought my house like two years ago. And I was like, okay, I, I would say like this spot is not like my dream place in Miami. I want to buy like a, a few income properties and then get steady. It's not really smart to invest into properties right now. Um, when I was investing into a property, it was actually like a good timing. But um, I wouldn't, like, advise people to invest. Like, the interest rates are it's crazy. Everything is up right now in Texas. I mean, everything is just up. So you really just should research before you invest into a home. So, yeah, once I got a home um, in Atlanta and then I'm, like, December come around and it get cold, I don't like that. So it came around probably – I've been going to Miami for, like, four years now. So probably, like, when I was 27. And care to share your current age at this point? I'm 31. I was born in 1992. And what month and what day, perhaps? September the 21st. Now, when it comes to Decatur, Illinois, when it comes to Atlanta, Georgia, was it a certain portion that you resided in those areas? Did it get any more specific than those city names, for example, for you? No. I was just, we was really low-key. Like, we was popular, but we was traveling a lot. I was always on the road doing shows, like, in high school doing award shows and stuff. So, like I told you, we went to Ombudsman. So it was like a behavioral school. We only had school from Monday through Thursday, Friday. We didn't have school, which was perfect because we had shows Friday, Saturday, even on Sundays sometimes. Now you use the phrase behavioral, but is it also another phrase that's used sometimes uh, as an alternative school? Yeah, alternative school. Got it. But most people look at um, alternative school like you had behavioral issues. Most people who went there, they were bad as fuck. And when you say for you it was because you were doing shows and things of that nature, if it wasn't behavioral, then was it a low attendance that got you in? No, we was causing too much disturbance. So we didn't see it like that. We know how popular we was. I mean, I started at 15 making videos in my mom's basement. So, yeah, you know, I was in high school then. I was in ninth grade. Now, because it wasn't behavioral and it was because of popularity and assuming you felt like you were getting punished for popularity... I was happy. I was happy that they put us in that school because I told you I was traveling. And then we only went to school from a certain time. It just made way more sense. It was, was like 12 to 6. Was there ever a thought on perhaps homeschooling back then? No. No. My mom always worked hard. Uh, my dad was in prison from when I was like 8 to 18. But I had a stepdad, um, shout out to Bruce. So I didn't like miss none of that like treatment of having a father around, but no. Mm -mm. And how is your relationship with your biological father? It's great. My, uh, me and my dad, we like, 
we can talk about anything. We can be, we can, I can call him taking a shot. I can call him and tell him about what I just did, no matter what it is. It's the type of relationship that most people don't have with their father. So good relationship with your uh, biological father and good relationship also with your stepfather. Yeah, my stepfather, but like they never got married. They was just for, together for 10 years. So that's why I say he's my stepfather, because when my dad was absent, he was there from that time. And then him and my mom split up probably around when I was like 18. So, yeah. And do you still keep in contact with him by any chance? All the time. Father's Day. Like, I send him stuff. I go see him. I keep in contact with both of them. I'm close to my, my dad and my stepdad. Now, there are some in the audience that don't have good relationships with their biological father or their step-parent. And we're using the phrase step loosely, as you described, based on the circumstances. Mm -hmm. But how were you able to have good relationships, healthy relationships, it sounds like, assuming here, with both of these when there are some in the audience that lack that? Well, I feel like that comes down to different issues. You know what I'm saying? It, and I don't want to get into that because I don't really know what other people have been through with their parents and stuff. But I feel like communication and comprehension, them actually understanding me. I never had to really not be who I am. Like, we, was, <laughs> we always laughed. We had an Osborne day with my mom one day. Um, and then, you know, an Osborne day for us was to where we could cuss. So I don't even know how old I was. But I wasn't at an age where you should be cussing, you know? And she let us have one. And then we was just cussing. <laughs> not towards her, but, like, it would start being more fluid. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, not around her either. Not until we was grown, we wasn't cussing around her. But, like, we had an Osborne day. I don't think no kids really had that. Now, circumstances could be different for everyone. Mm -hmm. But can you give the audience five tips on moving to Atlanta? Um, I say moving to Atlanta. First tip is just know who you are. I feel like a lot of people don't have a plan. I feel like not just Atlanta, moving to anywhere. Just have a plan. Know what you want to do. Maybe already have a job or a few job interviews planned. Um, the second thing is don't doubt yourself. The third thing, moving to Atlanta, like just know the area. A lot of places look better online than they are. So maybe you should come here and look at a place before you actually move into one. Uh, the fourth thing, the wings are small. Atlanta got small wings. Everybody complained about that. I don't know where the fuck y'all from, but I'm used to small wings anyway. I hate big meat. I mean, not in that way. <laughs> But I hate big meat. So in Atlanta, we got super small wings. So that's another thing. And then the fifth thing is it's a lot of guys on the down low. So ladies, just hide that coochie. Hide that cat. Be careful. Be stingy with that cat. Like, it's, like a lot of these men's got a man. And that's all I'm going to say. Now for you, what was that really like growing up in either Decatur or Atlanta? Um, growing up in Atlanta was actually cool. Uh, like I said, I feel like people knew that I was going to be popular uh, before I knew, like, or they knew my power as a person before I knew. So, like, they would always pick on us and shit. But then, like, not like a, um, my mom was always with the shit. Like, if somebody was picking on us, she would drop us off at the mall, say, y'all better be there so y'all can come home. So we got to be there. You see what I'm saying? So it's like shit like that. Like, even if people didn't mess with us, like, it didn't matter. After a certain time, I started to feel like, oh, I see why you messing with me. And then I had a little booty on me. I wasn't having sex. And people thought I was having sex. So 
that was another thing. Like, you know, people just be hanged. It was a lot of bullying. So I would understand that. Me, I would never sit with the cool kids, as you would call it, because I'm a cool kid myself, as they would call it. I never, like, put myself in that category. I would always sit with the people um, who was by themselves at the lunch table. I would sit with them, talk with them. And just sidestepping here when it comes to Decatur, Illinois, for those in the audience that might not be familiar with that location, mm -hmm. what's the nearest city they would be familiar with? Like Springfield, maybe St. Louis, maybe, um, shit, I don't know, Chicago is like two hours away. And how long, excuse me, how far uh, driving distance, for example, was Springfield or St. Louis? Uh, probably like 30 minutes, Springfield, I think, maybe an hour. Our St. Louis? Yeah, our St. Louis. And two with Chicago. Chicago, too. Now, for you, what was the bottom point for you during your upbringing? Was it the bullying that you just mentioned, or was it something even worse than that? What was your lowest point or most negative moment growing up for you? I don't think I ever had a really most negative or lowest point really growing up. Like, I think I understood real early who I was as a person. And um, I always had faith. Like, we went to church uh, with my grandmother all the time. And then that's when I kind of figured out, mm, like, church, I don't know about church. I believe in God, but, like, church was kind of, like, weird for me because I started to see, like, the fake, the fake stuff that was happening as a young child. Then me in middle school, um, staying next door, my neighbor, she was, like, 30-something with, like, four kids, and I was her best friend. See what I'm saying? So, like, I always was way more mature. Like, why am I your best friend and, and I'm only uh, 14 years old? You know? So, yeah. Now, when you say fake stuff, can you provide any examples of what you were seeing back then? It was then? super materialistic. Um, I want to be taught, like, when you go to church, you want to be taught about God. You know, I think that's the whole point. And um, it wasn't really about that. It was more about what you're wearing. I would see people getting picked on. I would see the preacher saying like some quotes like Beyonce's and I'm like, what? Like, what is going on? Like, why is this even a reference in church? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And then um, I start seeing that uh, taxes, you don't got to file taxes churches once I start researching it. Everything starts to make sense. Just play like that. Now, because of those um, eyewitnessing of that, uh, for lack of a better phrase, where do you stand on religion at this point? Yeah, I'm, I still believe in God. Um, I don't go to church, but like, okay, so I do go to church, but I don't go to church. Like, say if I meet somebody or if I know somebody, I go to their church. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I do. But like, I, do I have a church base that I go to? No. My main thing is giving back. I give back all the time, literally every day. I do something, like every day. So that's my main thing, and I pray. Before I wake up, before I hit my blunt, before I do anything, I thank God. I like I go to sleep to um, prayer music, like like I go to sleep to God praying over me. That's my whole thing. Like I'm super spiritual, so yeah. And do you consider yourself Christian? Yeah, I consider myself Christian. And does it get any more specific than that? Like a particular mm -hmm. branch under no. Christianity, perhaps? No, I just believe in God. So um, I, that's why I'm saying I wouldn't say I believe. A lot of people just be like I believe in a higher power. No, I believe in God. You know, that's why I got to say Christian. Now, when it comes to bullying and things of that nature mm -hmm. that you experienced back in those days, mentally, has this been something you sought any professional help over? 
Um, I always am like the person that check out everybody. So like professional help for me in high school that's normal. Like it's it's different crews in high school. It's different. Like no, in high school that's normal. Like you're gonna go through that. You gotta figure out who you are as a person. Like even when you as an adult, when you do grow up, it has to be where you unlearn certain things. Like you only do this because you were taught. You feel me? So like no, I feel like that was a part of me maturing, me becoming a stronger person. Um, and that just adds to you, that builds character. I wouldn't even take that part back. So mental health is super important to me. I always check on my friends. My friends always check on me. Um, and therapy is important if you want to go to therapy. Um, I'm everybody therapist. And I just tell my friends, like, uh, I think it was last year, I told them I was going to get into therapy. But, like, I'm everybody therapist. Like, I'm kind of at peace. I got this, like, super balance right now. Well, it's like I could go to therapy, but I'm just at a super peaceful place. But I feel like nobody should look at therapy as a bad thing. Therapy is actually good. That's how I look at it. Now, you mentioned one, excuse me, you mentioned once upon a time that you were going to nursing school and maybe one day becoming a nurse, but you stopped that at mm -hmm. some point. Uh, because you describe yourself as everyone's therapist, was there ever a thought on maybe going back to school to become a professional therapist? No. I do not want to listen to people's problems all day. That shit get on my nerves. Listening to people's problems all day is like, okay, so if, if you're somebody I care about, cool, but like it's like certain people who I know they about to call me with some bullshit. Like, it's like, okay, let me light my blunt. Let me go ahead and get my drink. Let me, whether it's going to be some water or kombucha, it don't matter. I need something right now. This person is about to like drain me, but they need it. So it's like, I know I'm an energy giver and I know that a lot of people depend on me for these ears. So I got no problem being that, even though it gets on my nerves. Like I still, the people that I care about, I'm always gonna be that listening in for them. So no, I don't wanna hear from hundreds and thousands of other people, their problems when I deal with other people's problems every day. Hell no, nah. never thought about it. No, wouldn't happen. Pray for the therapist. Now, how were you able to survive that upbringing in Atlanta? Because there are some that don't make it. Why? Why are there some people that don't make it in Atlanta with their upbringing? I'm confused. <laughs> it could be for a variety of reasons. It could be physically. It could be mentally. Mm-hmm. But why? Like, okay. I'm just going to answer the question the best that I can. Okay. So from my perspective, uh, Elena was super easy. I had my mom, she was my momager, so I didn't really go through no bullshit. If I had shows, she was there. <laughs> if we traveled, she was there. If I went to school, she was like picking us up. She was very hands-on. I really didn't deal with that. And like I said, I had a stepdad. So growing up in Elena was kind of sweet. And then we rushed to move out, um, me and my sister. I was 17, she was 18. I would tell everybody, relax, relax. Them bills get real. But we had such a good time that we just forgot to pay our bills for, like, not our rent, but our car notes for, like, six months. We was balling out. Not that we didn't have it. We just didn't care. I had hella weed, hella everything goes. Just went outside one day and was like, dude, where's my car? <laughs> like, what do you mean? You ain't paid the car note for six months. That's where it's at. It just got repoed. Then shortly after, L car got repoed. So yeah, we was just like on some reckless, young and reckless stuff, like growing up in Atlanta. We was chilling. We was at Texano. I had another manager, Southern Bread. Yeah, yeah, we was outside at a young age. Now, on the opposite end of the spectrum, 
Speaking of sweet, what was the top point for you during your upbringing? What was your highest point or most positive moment growing up for you? Uh, Unless what you just described previously fits I mean, that answer. My most positive moment growing up was just my mom moving us to Atlanta. A lot of people back in Illinois, they literally are just like CNs or RNs, like everybody in nursing school. That's the that's their main thing. Like it's nothing more than that. They own a little house. You know what I'm saying? And no offense to that, it's just like they don't know anything bigger than that. They people really don't travel like that in my hometown. Like it's small, you know. So I'm just happy. I think that's the highlight having a parent who wanted me to have more in life. You know what I'm saying? Like. I have really traveled. We we had our spring break. We went to Panama every um, every spring break. Like we didn't miss a beat. Everything I wanted. It's like we didn't go without. Whether we thought we did, we never did. You know what I'm saying? Like whether we didn't have what other people have. Um, like I don't know. I wasn't into certain stuff, but my mom was dressing us. You feel me? But I was wearing Perry Ellis's, not even knowing what it was. Like I was really on some <laughs> some real fashion. They didn't even know. I didn't even know. You feel me? Anything else you want to mention in regards to your upbringing or a question you weren't asked, people want to know about that? Mm, I don't know. I feel like a, a lot of people be asking, like, do I have a father or do I have a father? Like, do I have that? But I feel like they feel like uh, because I twerk on the Internet or maybe, um, yeah, because I twerk on the Internet that I have a dad. But if you go back to YouTube days, everybody can see that my mom was around all the time. No matter where I was at, she was always there. So, yeah, that's the main thing. And then, um, no, nothing really besides that. I had a nice upbringing. Um, I'm thankful for my mom. I'm thankful for my dad and my grandma. My grandma Sandy made sure that we had everything that we needed. Like, yeah. And I'm thankful for my mom's basement. That's what got us popping. And speaking of twerking, mm -hmm. Obviously, there were people that were wondering if you had a father uh, while this was going on. But <laughs> what was your mother's reaction to uh, what you guys were doing back then? So it was my mom's reaction. So like twerking was in back then, like at the, the high school parties and stuff. Like that was everybody was twerking. Um, like I said, we wasn't sexual yet. Like we wasn't having sex. So I don't feel like it was like a, a big deal. We got popping on YouTube, and that's when she was like, "Y'all should put up a booking email." We like what? That's the one who got us to put up the booking email. My mom, like, she had that business mind frame. Like, damn, people is reaching out for y'all to come to the city or be in a video. We like, what? This is real? So who's doing teen parties? Like, at 16, 17, 18, teen parties. And just for clarification, you were twerking before you even got sexually active. Yeah. I was popping it. It was normal. You got to think, like, so back in Chicago, okay, so I'm from Decatur, Illinois. But in Chicago, like, they juke, uh, and they be, they be twerking. Like, um, in Memphis, they be juking, and then what's in Chicago? What's the other thing that they be doing? My homegirl used to be doing all the time. But um, I don't know. They got a certain type of dance they be doing. And my auntie, she always used to be doing it, like, downstairs in our basement. Like, she used to have her little parties and stuff. And she was not a, like, sexual person. She just used to dance. So... I never now, looked at it like that. Now, you mentioned uh, you're currently 31 at this point. Mm -hmm. What age do you think it was when you started twerking back in those days? I was 15. I was 15 when I first started twerking. Now that 
you're at the age you're currently at. How do you look at those who may be 15 twerking now? I mean, I don't look at them no way because, uh, like, we was, like, the we was the first people to do it. And then I feel like, uh, like I told you, I wasn't twerking, looking at it a sexual way. We was in the basement doing routines, like, on some, um, what the fuck, little dance, dance hall shit. It wasn't even, it wasn't deep like that. Like, we wasn't sexualizing it. We was a dance team that was twerking. We was the first group ever to do it. So if I see a 15-year-old doing it now, really, you be seeing kids way younger than 15 doing it. Um, that's because it's normal now on the internet. Is it their fault or is it the internet and what they listen to and what their parents allow? Me as a parent, you feel me? That's that's going to be a totally different. Your kid is who you are. Like, you feel me? Like, how they only can see it if, if you allow them to see it, even when it comes to school and stuff like yeah, uh, I can't. I can't blame certain stuff on twerking is normal now in society. And speaking on the subject of twerking, mm -hmm. if there was a Mount Rushmore of four twerkers, which four people would you pick, and why? Mm, I, don't, I, don't, I already had four people on my dance team. We were the first people to do it, so I don't even know how I could. Put a Mount Rushmore on there. Okay, do you just want me me to have like a celebrity one? Well, it could go either way. Cause we already did that shit. If I had to recreate a twerk team of other people, uh, fuck. If I had to recreate a twerk team of other girls, uh, okay. So I'm gonna put Megan Thee Stallion on there. Cause she be twerking like a Mount Rushmore. Fuck. Uh, you got to put Ari on there. She be throwing that motherfucker. Kyle's sister, yeah, Ari, whatever y'all want to call her. Um, and then you said four? Yes, two more if you got two more. Mount Rushmore twerking. Who the fuck I didn't forget will be shaking that motherfucker? It's my little homegirl who I be following on Instagram. Russia Lit. Yeah, yeah, I put her on there. And then, fuck, you got to put me on there, bitch. I don't think there's no other twerkers that I would really. Yeah, 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 no. It ain't no other. It ain't no other girl. Ari, Megan, Russia, and she a stripper. But it don't matter. She's a professional stripper. Shit. Yeah, that's it, Emmy. And it sounds like you already have a relationship with Russian Lit. We, I, I don't know her personally. I don't oh, know. okay. Like I, I met Ari in person before. I don't got a relationship with nobody. I just give people props. Got I'm like it. one of those people. Like I don't. If you know how to shake that motherfucker, I'm going to say it. She know how to shake that motherfucker. I don't got a relationship with Ari. I don't know her personally. We have had hostings together. She's cool as fucking person. I don't know Megan Thee Stallion personally, but she shouted me out. I mean, yeah, I don't know none of these people. They cool, though. Now, circumstances could be different for everyone, mm -hmm. but there may be someone in the audience who need some motivational words or encouragement themselves right now. Can you give them any? Um, people who need encouragement or words of encouragement. I would say let go of all things that don't serve you. And that just means like if it stresses you out, if it drains you, if it doesn't add to you, just release it. And sometimes I think that's the... The one thing that I have mastered now is letting go of people that I love, especially when they like making me feel anything but happy. 
And that's not to say that um, I don't love people unconditional. That's just to say you have to know different energies, red flags, and when stuff is just like not right and be able to release it. So the main thing is releasing negative energy, um, which most negative energy comes from people, places, or things. Sometimes you might not need to go out no more if every time you go out something happens. Um, or stop just valuing materialistic things so much and center and focus more on yourself and how you feel when you lay down at night. Like, how do you really feel? Like, are you really happy? And that's the one thing that I know, like, if something was to happen to me right now, then I wouldn't be happy. Like, that's why I'm focusing on my music right now. Because I don't want to, I know I know how to shake my ass, but it's way more to me as a person. Any other motivation for those in the audience? Um, motivation. Um, don't care about what anybody says about you or what anybody thinks about you. Because I feel like for a long time, um, that was my problem, caring about what other people think or what they would say if I did this or did that. Um, as long as it don't go against you and what you believe in morally, then it shouldn't matter. Now, speaking on the subject of music, mm-hmm. behind the scenes, which came first for you? The twerking side of things or the recording artist side of things? Um, I mean, I always used to rap like on some funny shit. I always used to have little names before the twerking stuff even blew up. I used to call myself like, cause what song did Yin Yang Twins have? Yeah, Miss New Booty. I used to call myself Miss New Booty when I was rapping. Um, so yeah, so I don't know. I guess my passion for music first. I, I always knew I loved music. I used to rap like I was from New York or some shit. But then the twerk thing, the twerk team stuff, once that came, it was like, it was organic for us to just do music after a while. Cause I'm like, man, I love this. Like, come on y'all, come on. Elle know how to sing anyway. She know how to rap. But when she got married and she got pregnant, that all went out the door. But I'm happy that everything went high and went. Betty got out the group. Rest in peace, Betty, cause she got shot. Um, And then Elle, she got married, like I said. And she had two kids, and they left me in a group solo. And that's why I'm like, okay, so do I just want to be known for shaking ass forever, or am I going to really come with my passion? I didn't figure out I knew how to sing until I was, like, 17. That's when I started singing more. Now, it was rapping at first, though. Right. What age do you want to put on that? Rapping? Uh, or grade? Rapping. If, if you don't know Like the middle age. school, maybe, like, eighth grade. Yeah, because I didn't start twerking until ninth grade. So I always, I was rapping, yeah. When Yin Yang Twins come out with that song. I can look that up for you. That's why. That's when I was rapping. I don't know who I thought I was. Now, what was the decision making or the transition from rapping to R&B? Um, I, rapping to R&B, the transition came. We was already like doing little singing clips when we was rapping, me and Elle. Uh, once we start taking it serious, we was already doing it. Um, so singing came, me being in my condo. I like rain. I actually like rain music. So yeah, I think it came from me just being in my condo, in my feelings. Like I'm, like I said, I'm super emotional. Then I just start writing. And I think it came from me doing poetry too. I like to write poetry when I was younger. Now, which do you feel like you're more talented at? Twerking or music? Um... I feel like I'm more talented at music. Music is like longevity. I ain't about to be fucking twerking when I'm 56, 69. 
my niggas ain't gonna work the same. Y'all gotta get the little young hoes to do it then. So shit, I can't say I'm the best at twerking at fucking 69, but can I say I'm the best at singing at 69? Hell yeah. So I'm gonna go singing. Now, regardless of where you're more talented at, which do you enjoy more? Twerking singing. or music? I enjoy music more because I can do twerking with my eyes closed. Music is like something new, something refreshed. Like I said, it's my passion. It's like having sex with somebody who you don't really care about and then having sex with somebody who you love. Because right now, the twerking, like, I make my 50 to 100K a month, so I'm content with the twerking. Or that's why I'm cool with, with, with the twerking shit. <laughs> that's why, exactly why. But if I wouldn't make money off twerking, I wouldn't really care about that shit. Like, that's just something I just, it's like I mastered that already. That's not, no. Music is my passion. Now, what about the fans what and their that? feedback and reaction to both? What do you think they enjoy more out of the two? Your twerking side or your music side? They like me twerking to my music. Like, every time I go live, they ask me to play my music. Male, female. I have an 80... Oh, fuck. It might be a 91... No, no, I got like an 88% male following on my fucking Instagram. And every time I go live, they ask me to play my music. But they want me to twerk to that shit. I got slow music though, that's what's fucking them up. They like, this shit actually good. They probably thought I was gonna be putting out some bullshit or I was gonna be rapping. So it's just automatically a twist. And I can still have my sex appeal with it. So it's like, it's a plus. I don't gotta stop doing that shit to do my music. I can just incorporate it into my music. But I'm like choreography type level. Now at this point, zooming out, what is the biggest misconception of you? That I just be twerking all day. Or that, um, or probably, I think, yeah, that I just be twerking all the time. Shit. That's probably the number one thing. I don't really care about what people say about me. So it's like, misconception. You will have to go ask a group of people. You know what I'm saying? Because I can get to what people think about me. I don't really care. Don't care. Now, that mentality. Were you always like this, comes or was that time. something you grew into? This comes over time. I've been in the industry for 16 years. Like, nobody can, like, this 16 years worth the industry. Like, like when I was 16, I was in front of uh, Polo de Don and, and, and CEOs and produce. Like, I was just in front of everybody. I was in front of Usher, Chris Brown. I was in front of all these people. At a young age, I was at the BT Hip Hop Awards with Snoop Dogg performing. Like, it's like I have been around people for a long time and it never made me feel like lesser than. Like, no, they're human just like me. They're just more successful at that point. You feel me? And everybody got their path. Like, I feel like everybody just need to know this. Like, you're rich, everybody's rich. But it's all about your mindset though. Like, you gotta unlock it. Like, say you got a safe with hella money in it, but you can't access it because you're blocking it. You know what I'm saying? You don't got the key because you're blocking your success yourself. So I feel like at the end of the day, everybody grows up knowing that they can obtain certain things. Or maybe they don't. But at a certain age and you figure out you got a trade or something that you're actually good at, you can actually make money off of it. Why not master it and then really go into it to where it's profitable? I don't understand it. Now, speaking on the subject of celebrities, mm -hmm. who's been the friendliest celebrity you've met thus far? That, you just messy as hell. I don't got no friendly celebrity. I don't, I don't think I ever met no just friendliest celebrity. Like, no, 
I don't think I have that. I don't think I ever just been like, oh my gosh, it was so nice. Maybe the misconception of how people think Ari is, when they think Ari is a bitch, she was cool as fuck. That's, that's probably the only person who I was like, I was like, she was, she was, yeah. I definitely said she actually was cool as fuck. Like people probably think she mean, but she cool as fuck. Yeah, so Ari, that's about it. Everybody else, like, they acted exactly how I expect them to act. It was either, like, themselves or themselves. Like, me, when I go around people, they just, I'm, I don't put that pressure on them or, like, oh, my gosh, or, it ain't no shit like that. I'm chill, you chill. So it give you that space just to be yourself. Craziest rumor you heard about yourself. I think that shit got put on, like, I think that shit got put on like TMZ or something. No, not TMZ, Media Takeout. Um, we was like, I didn't know, like, they said like uh, we had got flew out to like, to Dubai or some shit to fart in a cup or maybe shit on somebody, I'm not sure. I think it was like fart in a cup and then we made a lot of money off of that. But we never even been to Dubai. I think I was probably like 18, it was just weird. I never, the industry, that's why I just knew the industry just weird as hell, because this is on media takeout. They ain't even tried to confirm it. They didn't see that we didn't even have passports yet. They didn't give a fuck. <laughs> they didn't even care. Now, back in those days when that rumor did come about, did you address it publicly? Hell no, nah, because it's like, that's stupid. I think the main thing I said is I don't got a passport. I never even been out the country, so I feel like that's enough. Like, if you never even, if you don't got a passport, you can't go out. Where can you go without a passport? Especially not to Dubai. Now, what is your policy on rumors these days? Uh, my policy on rumors depends on how I feel. Like, am I gonna answer it like um, Big Soldier or Miss Turkson? Cause like Miss Turkson, I'm sassy. I'm super sassy, but Big Soldier's just like I'm gonna put somebody in their place. Like it's just gonna be nothing but facts though when I do it. So mm, depends on who you get. I might go on my live and I'd be like, oh, today I'm not doing none of that. Positive energy only. That's probably just like the the typical Miss Twerksum. Like she just chill. She gonna dance when she feel like it. She gonna do her thing. Link in bio. I'ma say that every few times. Click the link in my bio, my OnlyFans. Shit like that. Now, Big Soldier, I don't play no disrespect. It's no disrespect tolerated. Like if I'm chilling, let me chill. Whatever I'm doing, let me do it. Like I, it's a good vibe on my live. Like if you haven't been on my live, it's just a good vibe. Like I'm super chill. Like just just vibe. Now speaking of OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. Care to share your link or links on OnlyFans? Um, I mean, the link in my bio on my Instagram, but OnlyFans.com slash MissTorksum. Free OnlyFans. OnlyFans.com slash official MissTorksum. And your Instagram screen name as well? My Instagram screen name is Live MissTorksum. Now, what is the difference between a free OnlyFans for you? And a VIP OnlyFans. So a free OnlyFans is like um, having a free basketball park and then having a basketball park you got to pay for. You're going to have hella people at the free basketball park and then you're going to have people who don't want a lot of people around at the, in the other one. So it's like VIP and then it's like free. Everybody like free shit. You know what I'm saying? So then one page you might have 100K subscribers. The other page you might have 1,000. But both pages might make the same amount of income. And when it comes to the VIP page, mm-hmm. how far do you get with that? I'm just not showing no coochie. 
I feel like that's my main thing. Like, twerk some topless titty bar. That's always been cool, but I'm not showing my vagina. And then because I just feel like I'm going to get married. I did photo shoots and stuff like that. Well, I was already engaged, but I definitely know I'm going to get married and I'm going to have a kid, just at least one. I can't be that selfish. Um, so it's like, no, I always, when I do content, certain stuff I do, I make sure, like, I'm an angle freak. So it's like, you're never going to be able to see <laughs> nothing that I don't want you to see. So you're never going to see my vagina. And um, that's just how I've always been. Like, I'm not super sexual anyway. Like, people probably think I'm just super sexual. I'm not. I'm not even a super sexual person. So, yeah, I have boundaries with that because, yeah, I, I wouldn't want my husband to see me just getting fucked or using toys or none of that or my kids. And when it comes to your sexuality, being respectful here, care to share what that is for the record? Yeah, I like big, black. Yep, that's all I've experienced, so I like black men. I've never been with a woman. I have no interest in being with a woman at all. Um, I've never experienced another race. I'm open to it, but I just never have. So, yeah, so I just always, I like, the thing about it is I like big, you know? So if, and I just never, I have to like research it. And when I research big white cocks, only big white cocks come up. It's very rare to see a big white cock. So I'm just gonna stay in my lane with my black fellas and just keep doing my thing over there. Men only, no women. And for those in the audience that may be curious, what is your definition size-wise of big? Like, big is like your favorite, like my favorite porn star. One time I just forgot who I was. Like, I forgot I can fuck whoever I want to. I know, uh, I just be forgetting who the fuck I am sometimes. Like, I can just, I can fuck whoever. Not to brag. But, you know, that's like some shit. Like, uh, that's, it's just simple like that. Like, I can just um, hit slide in ADM type shit. I don't do that no more, but it's, it's just super simple. Or you can just pull up to the show. It's just super simple. But, uh... The width I like is like my favorite porn star. My favorite porn star, Anton, Anton Harden, and I think he's like 12 inches. But in real life, um, my ex fiance wasn't that big. He was probably like seven. But I can work with that. It wasn't that big. It was. It wasn't that thick either. But I like like thick. So big to me is like like I told you 12. But I've experienced somebody who got like nine, 11. 12. I like I like that. Like I like 9 and up. But the first time I ever squirted it was small. It was like the smallest dick I ever had. So maybe the small dicks make you squirt. I don't fucking know. Like the smallest dick ever got. It was like it was like this and I was just I I squirted. Small dicks. Big. <laughs> so yeah, 9 inches and up is and up is what I mean when I say big. And like thickness not skinny. Anything else in regards to your sexuality? Nothing else to my sexuality. I barely have sex. Like, I, I be on Pornhub watching, like, gang. Like, that's my favorite category. I be watching gangbang. I watch shit I don't do. Like, what the fuck? If I'm watching shit, I don't want to watch nothing that I do. Like, I'm boring as fuck. Like, if it comes to that aspect, I'm just going to have sex with whoever I love or whoever I care about. So, girls getting... Oh my gosh, like multiple hoes and all that stuff. I always watch Gang Bang. I always watch like Brickzilla. I, I just like seeing like big, enormous shit. Like, 
Yeah, that's just, yeah, Pornhub. I'm Pornhub shoddy. Like, I'm on Pornhub all the time. I'm never having sex. I have sex, like, once a month. Maybe, maybe once a month. Maybe once a month, if I'm lucky. Now, when it comes to questions, and I've asked you a lot of questions during this interview, you've ever you've answered every single one, but is there a question you receive you dislike getting asked? Something you can't stand to answer, perhaps. No. Maybe it's a repetitive question, something you receive all the time. Could be from fans or strangers asking you this. Oh, what happened to Zork Team? That's the number one question. Then I gotta go back to how Betty passed away and I could be having a good day and then it takes me back to that. I'm like, oh my gosh. Then I gotta explain what happened. Yeah. Now when it comes to questions, mm -hmm. have people questioned your height? Yeah, I think people think I'm tall and I'm short as I'm short. I'm five three. I'm like five three and a half maybe, maybe. Yeah. Are you the shortest member of your immediate family? No, my uh, older sister Kami is shorter than me, but Ella is taller than me. And maybe me and Kamaya are like the same height, or she a little shorter than me too. No, I'm like, yeah, I'm the second tallest. Cause I told you my mom got four girls. Okay, got it. Wow, you've answered a lot of my questions in other questions. <laughs> like we would talk about something else and you answer something that I wanted to ask, but in that conversation already. Good. But I do want to ask you this. Got some bonus questions for you now. Unless you need to check yourself. Mm -mm. Okay. I want to ask you this. I'm sorry for the pause. I have different questions and different notes. I'm a note taker on yeah, my you phone, so I have a lot of notes, but I do want to ask you this. Now, what is your definition of a friend? Somebody um, who got your back to the end. Um, somebody who you wouldn't have sex with. Um, yeah, no sexual relation. That's my definition of a friend. Somebody who got your back in no sexual relation. How do you spot a fake friend? Um, by energy and actions. Energy and actions never lie. Like how a person move, um, how they show up about you, what they bring back to you, like if it's always negative or just gossip. And then the energy when they're around you, that means everything, what they give off. They got an attitude, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's everything. Do you have a best friend? Mm, can I just plead the fifth? Because if I answer it, they're going to get mad. Oh, my gosh. I don't say best friends because I didn't have best friends before, and I, I don't associate with them no more. So it's people in my life right now that I feel like are very close to me, and they call me their best friend. Like. Shout out to Gypsy. Gypsy calls me her best friend. Um, KP calls me his best friend. Uh, YB calls me his best friend. I got uh, I got people who look at me like a best friend, but I just don't believe in it. I don't believe in it. I believe in family and being close to somebody. Got it. All right. 
Thank you for answering that. I think I may have one more topic for you I wanted to ask you. Let me just go back to my overall notes on you just to see. Okay, I got three topics I want to ask you. Okay. I want to ask you this. Now, at this point in your life, are you single? Yes, I'm single. I don't talk to nobody right now. My phone dry as hell. I got a little razzle-dazzle. I got my friend Trail. I be smashing. I be smashing him. <laughs> Shout out to Trail. But still consider yourself single. <laughs> and when I say friend, I mean like like uh, friends with benefits. Um, yeah, that's what I mean. But yeah, I'm single. I'm fully single. Like we probably had sex once every like I told you once a month. It ain't even like that, but it's like if I really want to have sex and I'm just sick of my toy, then I just call trail. But other than that, like I don't fuck with nobody. I'm open to date. I just don't like rappers. He probably the last person who I'm just gonna in that market of just yeah. And it's just sexual. It just can't. I just can't see myself like long term being with a rapper, like or a basketball player or a football player. Just I'm not gonna be with nobody in the industry. I definitely know this. Why not? I just don't see it happen. They like, okay, it's like this. Cause I, it's it's a lot of stuff I feel a certain way about that I don't speak on because I feel like women will feel a certain type of way. Okay, so why I don't like dating men in the industry? Because they got power and if I had power um, and I worked hard for it, then I would want to exercise my options. So I would want to date multiple women. I would want to just date one woman. So I understand it. That's probably why. <laughs> that fucked you up. Now, how long have you been single for at this point? Uh, I've been single for like, probably like, um, when did I get engaged? I got engaged two years ago, 2022. Yeah, 2022 I got engaged, so yeah. I've been single since I got engaged. Once I found out he cheated, it was done. It was short-lived. And what's that lifestyle been like for you since? It's been... Like, me, I'm a relationship where I like being in a relationship. But, like, now I feel like once you get to a certain age, you just don't want to rush and just be with anybody. And I feel like that's why I'm just cool with Pornhub and my toys. Because, like, the person who I'm going to be with, like, I want to, I want it to be final. Like, we just locked down. I want to have a kid. So I'm like, uh, do, is that person going to want to have a kid? Do I really want to have a kid? You feel me? Because what if my partner don't want to have a kid? You feel me? It comes down to a lot. I'm going to travel. When I travel, I'll be like, damn, I don't want to keep doing this by myself. It's like... It's cool, it's relaxing, but like you'd rather go to sleep with somebody at the end of the night. So I'm coming down to like that point where I'm getting myself to a point where I'm not toxic. Cause I felt like with my last situation, I was toxic. I was trying to match energy. I couldn't be in my feminine state as a woman. I had to defend myself all the time. You don't want to have to do that. Now would you date you? Um. Would I date me? Hypothetically speaking. Uh, at what age? Right now. Would you date you? At this age, yeah. 
but not not my younger self. I wasn't shit. Because I just didn't understand. I just didn't want to understand. I just always felt like I was right. Like, I feel like I had to go through everything on my uh, my ex to understand myself more. Um, understand sometimes when I'm wrong, when I can just chill. I don't have to always talk. I don't always got to say something back. Just let them talk, you know, let them lead. And that's what I just learned. Um, so, yeah, that's my main thing. Now, of course, that was hypothetically speaking, but literally, mm-hmm. when it comes to your past history of dating, what's the worst date you ever been on? Um, mm, the worst date. Oh, shit. Um, it was some, some football player that I was talking to for a minute, and I flew out there. And like, it was cool. But then once I got to his crib, he was just trying to be overly sexual. And I just wasn't with it. I just wasn't with it. Like, you know, this is the thing though. You ain't paying for my flight. This, I don't be letting guys pay for my flight and stuff because I don't want them to feel entitled to this coochie. Like, if you want to pay for the flight, I know we about to fuck. You feel me? Like, you kind of know, like, okay, the chemistry already there, so you want a guy to court you in that way. But if I'm unsure, I don't even want you to pay for nothing yet because I don't even, I don't want to hear that shit. You don't need to pay for nothing. If we ain't, if I ain't just told you that I want to fuck, don't even do that because I don't want to hear that. Like, let me get to know you first. I like, I'm like a sapiosexual. I've always been like that. Um, That's how I got with a lot of, in my past relationships, it's been on books. Like, that's how I connected with people. Books, reading. Like, but you wouldn't think the people who I connected with read books. Because <laughs> the image that they put out, you know? Now, what about on the opposite end of the spectrum? What's the best date you ever been on? The best date I ever been on... Um was with this guy. I used to call him Chattacoochee because he took me to the river. And like, yeah, I set up this tent, yeah, and we, we went out like, it ain't a dirt bike. What is the other thing that's not a dirt bike? But Moped? No. It got four wheels. It got four wheels. ATV? ATV. So he got hella ATVs and shit. So we had went out or whatever, and he had took me on there. We met. I parked my car. We ended up spending the night. He had all the blunts rolled. He had the liquor. Like, it was just so perfect. Like, that's kind of like the person who I thought I was going to be with, <laughs> especially after we were my ex-fiance, even before that. When I first met this person, it was kind of like when hoverboards was popping. And um, he like a known producer, too. That's the crazy part. We both don't got no kids. And we're both like the same age. I think he's like a year younger than me. But... Uh, we just had like an instant connection. This shit is crazy as fuck. But we just both stubborn. Like like I said, what did I tell you about guys who are powerful? They exercise their options. He would tell me like, I got something going on right now. And he want me to respect it. No, I'm not going to respect it. I'm what you're supposed to have going on right now, so I'm good. And he'd be like, you're tripping. You want people to lie to you. So my best date was going to the river with him. It was just so thoughtful. Like I love flowers. I just love thoughtful, simple things. I'm going to sleep by the river. That was so beautiful to me. The tent, the whole setup, it was so thoughtful. Very good. All right, now I wanna ask you this. Last uh, question on the subject of relationships. And that's, 
Valentine's Day,、mm-hmm. which is coming up really soon. Any do's or don'ts on Valentine's Day? And keep in mind, circumstances could be different for everyone.、Um, do's and don'ts for Valentine's Day. I think some people should just come up with like how much they should spend with each other. Because I feel like girls on Valentine's Day they always expect more than guys, and then they always get guys like socks and drawers and shirts. Please don't do that, girls. Don't just get them like the basic shit. Like maybe just go a little bit out your way to think of something different. Maybe like females don't even cook these days. Maybe you can cook him a meal, run him some bath water. Like、um, his, you can put the game on his favorite game. Like I don't know. Like you can just think of what he likes. Like what he actually likes to do. You can take him out of town. It don't got to be nothing crazy. You can book a little room.、Um, but I feel like girls always expect way more for Valentine's Day. What guys shouldn't do for Valentine's Day is have a girlfriend. The fuck you got a girl on Valentine's Day? It's over for you. She gonna expect all of the extra ass shit because of Instagram. Like a little bit of flowers should be cool. A little bit of chocolates and a bear. That's how it used to be. But now they want the room decorated, and this how I am because shit, I could do that for myself. But I'm talking like girls who can't do that for themselves. <laughs> Not me. This shit, this shit I do all the time. Like I will go out of town right now. Flight two thousand, sweet for one day two thousand. That shit that I do already. You feel me? So I expect. My guy, it don't got to be like that, but like match my energy, surprise me, cause I just told you what fucked me up was the camping trip. Like that's the most simple shit you can do right there is a fucking take me by the river and set up a tent. And this thing got、um, my ex took me out of town before, so it's like, yeah, I really do like the, the most simplest shit, for real, for real. Even though I be popping all that, I really like simple shit, like thoughtful, like just think about it. I love it. Any other do's or don'ts on this special day? Uh, any other do's and don'ts on Valentine's Day, besides not having a girlfriend on Valentine's Day? If I was a guy, I would have a few different options as girls.、Um, if I was a guy, I would have like three different girls. Get them all the same thing. They should know about each other. Then you can post the gift at one time, so it's not a big deal. Like you know what I'm saying? And、um, because if you single as a guy, you should exercise your option. As a female, you should do the same thing. But like you only got one hole, so like. Girls, stop! Like you only got one hole. I mean, to me, because y'all know y'all do that other thing. I do not do anal, so. But y'all only got one hole, so I would say just like,、um, yeah, stick to one guy and pick the guy that you like the most. Give him some coochie, make him feel good. Don't not give him no coochie on Valentine's Day. If you're not attracted to him, ladies, don't go out with him on Valentine's Day. Like at least be attracted to him. But go out your way for him. Like do something special for the guys this Valentine's Day, ladies, please. And guys, like I said, if a girl get you.、Um, Boxers or anything—it's just like simple, like one pair of shoes. Like, oh my gosh, just that sucks. If you about to spend a thousand dollars on this girl and she just about to spend two hundred dollars, no, red flag. Now, for those in the audience that are curious, what is your policy on anal? I just don't do anal. I just don't like anal. Me personally, I only have tried it one time with one person,、uh, and that was the guy that was took me by the river. And um, so I just I'm just don't do it. Like I just don't understand it. Like, yeah, it's just it's just tight. I just don't understand why you want to go in there. But that's probably why, cause it's tight. I just don't get it. It hurts. That's what that's that's me. It hurts. No. All right. And final topic for you here. I want to ask you this. Which is something you've mentioned throughout this 
interview a couple of times, but I do want to ask you this. Okay. When it comes to your past history of drug use, and this could be any substance you experimented with, do you have a horror high story, a well, bad experience while you were high? Well, when it comes to drugs, I do not. I already do weed, so I'm like, why you got to take it further than that? Um, like I said, I had an ex. He was from Chicago. He liked to do X all the time. And then my ex-fiance, he like X. He like Adderall. He like lean. He just fucking, he just like drugs. Like, I just never been into anything for real besides weed. If you want to try it out, um, okay, cool. Like, X can be a love drug with your partner if you make it that. But just doing X every day, I just never, I just don't understand it. Mushrooms, now I would do mushrooms. I actually like doing mushrooms, I'm not gonna lie. Mushrooms is good. So mushrooms, weed, liquor. What else do you need after that? Like, just stay right there. Like, oh my gosh. Bad trip um, off the mushrooms. I definitely have had a bad trip off the mushrooms. That's because I just get too high. Like, and you can't control it. I don't do edibles, so I don't even see why I thought mushrooms was gonna make me, like, be tolerant. My homegirl, well, she used to be my homegirl. She bought a shroom bar from LA. Got me fucked up. I'm allergic to chocolate. It was a chocolate shroom bar. The highest I ever been. My house was just so big. I mean, it was big to everybody already had told me it was big, but that's the rest the first time I really realized like my crib big as fuck. This condo was huge. The island was moving, the TV was sliding off the wall. It was beautiful. But I, that's why it's like a bad good trip. Like cuz it was my first time experiencing it. But like now I wish I could have a trip like that again. If that makes sense. So it was like, yeah, I'm going to go back there. I want to go back. And how much of that chocolate bar did you ingest? I think, okay, so this what this what messed me up. Because you do one, it tells you to do one at first. So I did one, didn't feel it, but I don't think I gave it enough time. Then I did two. And then it just kicked in. It kicked in all at one time. So, yeah, I did two pieces. Two squares, done. And do you remember how long that trip lasted for? Um. Yeah, it lasted. I woke up high. I woke up high. And, but the thing about it, I was at home. Like, even now, when I take shrooms, even if I like microdose and then I get in the car, I'd be like, oh my gosh, why I gotta do this? Because you go from 65 to 55, from 55 to 75, 75 to 62, 62 to 72. Like, your speed is all over the place. I'm like, it tells you do not drive. But I'm just, that's just hypothetically thinking. I think I'd just be high at home thinking that I'm driving type shit, you know? Don't drive on shrooms. And when it comes to drugs, final question here in regards to that, has there been any drug that you've used in the past that you no longer do? You've quit for good. No, I can't say quit for good. I quit liquor all the time. Like, I'm about to go home and have a drink. I just quit today. So liquor, I quit it all the time, but I like to detox my body, um, especially with me working out. It's like, no, you cannot be drinking every day. So I always take a break with that. I quit weed, I take weed breaks too. Like, I don't feel like nothing you should always do, like, no. But like, yeah, I, sm I smoke weed a lot, but I take my break with anything I do. Like, you have to, just for your body. It's not even for me, because I like to get high. But I slow down, like, maybe smoke out of something different, you feel me? I always do that. But never stop, I never stop. Like, it's I stop for like two weeks, but I go back. Like, I just told you I wasn't going to drink today. I'm drinking as soon as I get home. And when it comes to your uh, 
cannabis use. Is that for medical purposes or just recreational at this I'm point? I'm medical. Back pains. I've been twerking my whole life. Y'all know my back hurt. Now, before <laughs> this interview ends, is there anything else you were not asked fans want to know? They be asking me about niggas. But, um, no, I don't want to answer shit else. I mean, that's pretty much it. They be asking me shit. You should, you should ask them shit. I ain't about to bring up that. They be wanting to know shit. Hell no. <laughs> shit, they be wanting to know funny as hell. Any loose ends you want to tie from this interview with the previous topics you were asked? Um, any loose ends? I'm super excited about my music journey. Make sure y'all tune in to me and my um, single that will be dropping called Difference. And then I got a single dropping on Valentine's Day, and I'm just about to keep dropping. I really want y'all to understand that the music is going to speak for itself. So I'm super excited. Just like I've been in the industry for so long, and now I'm just transitioning, but still being able to be myself with my music. I'm like overwhelmed, ecstatic, but just ready for my next chapter. So yeah, tune in Saturday. That's it. That's all. And follow-up question to that, with this venture into music, will you be retiring from twerking? Yeah, I'm like incorporating twerking into it. So twerking now to me is to where I can go into the news with it. Like I'm making it just twerk out. So I'm still going to be twerking. It's just going to be more like cardio. I feel like the main mistake, I wouldn't say mistake, but I feel like um, I sexualized it more than it. It ain't have to be over-sexualized, you feel me? So now I'm going back to, like, the basics with it. Like, twerking can just be fun, cardio, like, women empowerment. It don't have to be sexualized all the time. Now, from your days at 15 of twerking and having the official twerk team and things of that nature, are you surprised at how far twerking has gotten in the world? Yeah, I'm definitely, definitely surprised at how far um, twerking has gotten in the world because... We was the first group to be on YouTube twerking. Like, it was like, what? What's going on? You feel me? So, yeah, I'm definitely surprised, but then not really because when we used to meet up with lawyers, entertainment lawyers, they used to tell us, it's going to be a twerk team in Africa. It's going to be a twerk team over here. And we used to be like, yeah, okay. We're not us. You feel me? But that's really what happened. Like, you feel me? But when you become a brand, that's what happens. You want people to actually do that. Like, it's not really a big deal. I just feel like um, the main thing is just, maximizing it and making it more for yourself financial gain on that end and that's how you're gonna win staying consistent but also knowing the business behind it and how you can make it more than what it is and the the brand to it so craziest thing you've seen on the twerking side of things mm. from 15 to now <sighs> craziest thing i've seen I don't know. I don't really know the craziest thing I've seen on the twerking side. Just talking about just in general. Yes. I don't know. I, I really don't know. I never even thought about that, just to be honest. I don't really know. Like I, That's what I'm saying. I was so protected with my mom that even when crazy stuff would happen, she would be there. You know what I'm saying? To where it's like, Shit, she gonna get the bullet first. <laughs> like, she always protected us. We really never had to worry about too much of anything. So yeah, I don't know. Where do you see twerking going 
beyond 2024? I'm not sure. I hope it be whatever the new generation make it. Like, shit. That shit out of my control. I be going to the strip club. Bitches be blaming it on me while they in the strip club. Bitch, I ain't never stripped. Stop playing with me. Bitch, I ain't, you ain't never seen me at the strip club. So I just be like, uh-huh. But at the same time, if I taught you how to twerk, then you got to know how to throw that motherfucker because I'm definitely going to pay a light bill, too, if I go to the strip club. You feel me? But it was never in me to go to the strip club or be a stripper. Strippers used to always bully us because we didn't get naked. They used to be like, okay. You feel me? Like, it always made me not want to get naked. Because they got played out after a while, you feel me? They got played out. And then you got to think, I never worked before. I'm 31 years old. I'm a homeowner. I drive. Buy my family day cars. I drive the car I want to drive. I travel where I want to travel. Like, And I never worked a job before. I don't got nothing to complain about. Like, I'm overly blessed and thankful. And speaking of the strip club, there are some strip clubs where the bartenders make as much money as the exotic dancers do, if not more, and they don't have to strip. Mm-hmm. What was your take on that? That's cool for them. Because this strip club, you don't have to get naked at. So it's like, if girls didn't want to get naked, they could just travel somewhere else and not get naked. So it's just a choice. Anything in this interview that needs further clarification? No. I don't think so. Any final words? Um, any final words? Just be you. Continue to be great. Live life with no limits. Live life without fear. Fear is imaginary. Um, so just always know that, that whatever you do fear, just do it. Because the other side is so sweet, I'm telling you. It's so sweet on the other side. Just living a limitless life. Like not having no limits to life. Is, and that's the power. And then also understanding that life has ups and downs. Everything is not going to be perfect. I think people, even in relationships, friendships, I don't care what it is, people feel like life just, are like, you supposed to be happy? I don't believe in happiness. And there are people ask me that. I believe in peace. I've always just believed in peace and not happiness. You can have peace in the middle of hell. Happiness is a temporary feeling. You know, you can feel sad. That's temporary. I don't, I don't want to just like, oh, I'm just happy. Like, no. I'm living life in peace. That's always been my main goal. So I would just tell people just just figure out who you are. Like really just think about who you are. And when this world ends with you in it, because it's going to keep going after you, who you really want to be. Like who do you want to be thought of? And that's just how I be living my life. Like when I'm around people, that's how I think. I, whether they know who I am or not, I want to be remembered as a good person. So I always leave my mark on people like that.